Hi everyone, thank you for spending some time with us. If you decided you wanted to send a little donation our way, please go to co-fi.com slash too late update. You can also follow us on Twitter at late underscore pod, or you can follow me directly at the win5. And of course, drop us a quick email at too late update at gmail.com. On with the show. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. It's us, once again, the Too Late Update podcast, with, I believe this is going to be our final part of our review of 2023, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're at the start of February. Yeah, at the start of February, which is about it's about fair enough. We've had a month to, to uh, you know, uh, lament. Mourn the passing of 2023. Exactly. Um, as it sails off into the ether. Um, and this is our top 10 games list. Um, and what a, le- what a year it's been. I'm sure we'll talk about some of the um, things. I think it's it's kind of... It's, it's what we're here for. Yeah, it, it's kind of been uh, hard to pick a 10 games. Like, what, what did I want to leave off? Because there's stuff that didn't make my list that easily could have this year. Matt, um, Matt has more Matt has more time to play games than I do. Yes, yes, I do. I work nights. <laughs> I realised today. I realised today. I've only played twelve games that came out this year. Oh wow! <laughs> Might be thirteen. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't I, far off. I was. I, I've only played fourteen games that released this year. Um, last year. Yeah. Uh, the problem, problem is, as I spent a lot of time on one game that came out this year. Yeah. And then a lot of time, um, getting to the where I paid to on Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> so I could stop paying the monthly subscription. That took from about the start of July till October. So no, no, no massive amount of stuck content in that. I'll also say full disclosure, I have not finished most of the games on my list. Uh some are on a lot of them are ongoing. There's there's some on my list which I'm I'm not like they probably won't be finished till this time next year because that's the kind of game they are. Um, yeah. And some just because uh, you know other things came and took my attention. If you see what I mean, it's just what happens. So I, I think I think we'll kick shiny off. Shiny balls. What? <laughs> shiny balls took your attention. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> oh, look, pretty purple. Um. Right, <laughs> I'm going to start then. <laughs> my, Yay! My, my number ten game of uh, 2023 was Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, and uh, again, I, I think this was the first Armored Core game I've ever played. Um, Armored Core is a series that has got you know uh, a storied history on PlayStation. This is the first one I ever played, and I really really liked it whenever they do another one i'll be well up for this because the whole idea of you customizing a great big mech warrior type thing to go out shoot the crap out of other other things and you know blow them up and you you like you collect parts and you buy parts and you swap them back and it's got this really cool thing because you know how like in a lot of rpg and and other games where you buy a lot of equipment right when you sell them you always sell them at a loss what Armored Core quite cleverly does is everything you buy 
you uh, sell back to the um, store at the same cost, at the same price, which means that you can continue to like uh, mix and match your mech and, and not worry too much about the money. You don't feel like oh. I have to keep doing, like, you know, I have to keep grinding for money in order to get my perfect build because I bought this weapon and actually it's not working out or anything like that. You can actually, you know, sell it back and get all the money that you spent on it back, which is really good. And I think the plot is really good. It's one of those, um, it's, it's very dark. It's basically, you are a mercenary that has arrived at this planet Rubicon effectively to uh, take its resources and you know uh it it's 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 there's kind of a moral choice of do you side with the people of the planet the rubiconians or are you in it for yourself and stuff like that it's really you know um and but is this is this the plot of avatar uh maybe a bit um it's a bit more but it's instead of well actually it's not the plot of avatar um in avatar humans are just bad they are just bad 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 there is no good in them. They are awful bastards, right? Um, in uh, and and Armored Core, just kind of you are a, you are a bastard, but it's done in this very kind of realistic. It's a job kind of way, if you see what mm. I mean. So uh, no one's like there's not a lot of finger wagging at you and telling you you're a bad person. It's more kind of it's more kind of a sort of a shrug and a kind of this is what the world's like. You know what I mean? It's that very bleak. Um, uh, I almost want to say it's grim dark, but it's not quite. But it's very, it's very bleak, sort of futuristic setting. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, yeah, that's why it got my number ten, and fought off some other games to get there, which maybe we'll talk about when we talk about honorable mentions. Okay, cool. Is it a game you'd recommend, Matt? Or is it a? Um, I, do you know? Is it a? a is it a bit of a tough one too? Because it's very specific if you no actually i i think this is you know um this is an easy recommend um in a lot of ways i would say there are there is some from softiness about it the first proper boss of the game is an absolute bastard um but by now everyone's figured out what you do if you know what i mean so it's mm. like kind of look up on youtube and everyone will tell you it's double shotguns mate and then you're okay right um but it's you know it's it doesn't have that sort. It's not a Souls game or anything like that. There's not a lot of running back across checkpoints and stuff like that. It's more, you know, um, it's probably the most accessible FromSoft game. Weirdly, um, it's just it, there are things that you have to learn, which you know, I, I, yeah. If, if you you know, for for me, it, it was an easy sort of pickup. Uh, for you guys, I'd say mm, wait for a sale or something. So you, you know. Yeah. Pick it up on the cheap and see if you have some fun with it. Um, there we go. So that was my number 10. Uh, what was your number 10, Hodge? My number 10 was Dead Space Remake. Yay. It's, it's, it's still good. I, mean, I haven't finished it, partially because I think I'm more of a wimp now than I was back then, <laughs> which is surprising, because the first time I played this was on my own in the middle of the night in a, in a, um, in a warehouse, yes. which made me basically shit myself anytime I had to go and do a patrol. <laughs> it was awful. Not out of 10 would not recommend doing it that way. Uh, <laughs> these were the years where Hodge was just kidnapped for a bit. Yeah. 
And they made him play video games. It explains a lot about him, really. Will you? <laughs> but um, no, I, I really enjoy. I, I, this is... My only friend was a half Sonic Happy Meal toy with left on the side. <laughs> it really explains his formative years more than anything else. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that, that's basically at its core is a really good horror game. Yeah. And yeah, the, the prequel, the prequel, the remake is. Does it a good service? It doesn't. Do, it doesn't reinvent it like the Resident Evil ones do. It's just the Dead Space that worked. Yeah, made all pretty and running well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not on my list, but it sort of just missed out. But I, yeah, I think it's an excellent game. So yeah, cool. Yeah, it just does everything very well, like the audio logs and the because that was like really like it was like it's big thing and something which still not many games do is the whole um, no HUD thing where it's all mm. built into the character. Yeah, on the rig. And, and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, more games should steal that. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah. If I could have more games with less HUD, I'd be yeah. happy. I think that's, uh, you know, it was a pioneer in that space. And of course, it's one of those games, uh, very few games. I think Robocop, which uh, I've played a little bit, where the starting weapon is the best weapon. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you upgrade that. Yeah. I think you upgrade that and the. the, the... The line, yeah, the big version, line, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the big version, yeah. Yeah. and your jet. Then you upgrade a third weapon, yeah, and you're generally all right, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, like I remember in that game uh, again. I played the remake, but it's like, oh, I've got an assault rifle that useful. No, nope, nope. waste of time. Yeah, absolute waste of time. That's because you also really need the um, the buzzsaw for all the little buggers. Uh-huh. So you just like stand and go, ah, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's the third weapon, the, the thing that fires chainsaws, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. can yeah you can create a zone of chaos in front of you. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to get me because I'm protected. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I sadly I haven't played the remake. Cool. Um, okay, uh, Kev, what was your number ten then? As I've said, I've not played a lot of games this year. Well, I've, I've played some of the bit the bigger ones, but I haven't played a lot of games. And I went back and forth, and I thought. There, there is a remake that I played this year, but I think it's too similar to the original for me to put it on the list. Okay. Um, so I went with Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Because I, I sort of feel like maybe given an original game, I know there's controversy about this game, but um, generally this game is is a solid eight out of ten. And the bits it mm. does really well, it does well. It you know it's the atmosphere of Hogwarts and being in the school and the spells and the combat I think are really good. Um, the, the problem with this game is it's a one of those open world throw the kitchen sink at it. Like, we'll have everything. Mm, yeah. Like, we're about... I'm, I haven't finished this. I'm playing it with my son. That's why, because he intermittently interested in things. So, <laughs> um, uh, But, like, half half of the game is suddenly thrown in. Oh, you can capture creatures. Like, why? Why? Why have you done this at this point? What does this help? It's like, oh, you can use it for crafting. It's like, why? <laughs> Like you, you don't need to do this at this point. Maybe have some more. Maybe just have some more side quests. Um, but yeah, uh, the the elements are good. It, yeah, the the combat's really good. The um, the atmosphere of Hogwarts. I can't really comment too much on the story. It seems by the numbers, mm. you're a special one that's searching for something that, um, and you can only see. You're the only see ancient magic. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I, I I think this again. This is one of those games where 
it seems like a solidly what's the word I'm looking for a solidly made game. I think it did just didn't interest me because I'm not not into Harry Potter. Weirdly, hmm. um, um, I think the controversy the, the controversy was more about J.K. Rowling because, from my understanding, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if you so some places didn't review it, yeah, but which is it's it's one of these things now. I feel like the I feel like the IP is kind of yeah bigger than yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a, a pretty solid choice. Um, all right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do it this way. Kev, what was your number nine? Number nine. Yeah. Um, my number nine is Octopath Traveler Two. Oh, okay. Um, so again, this is a, probably another reason I've played too many games. This game is massive. Yeah. It's about fifty, sixty hours long um, to play through, and that's without doing any side quests. Um, it's in general, it's an improvement over the original. I really like the original. It's a beautiful two. It's the way two D RPGs should look now. Yeah, and it's not really two D. It's three D, but it's the way that pixel style should look yeah. in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Um, it just looks gorgeous. Um, and the the mechanic of you're having eight different stories is still good. It, it doesn't only like some of them are more interesting than others. Like I picked the. Um, my main character is the assassin, mm-hmm. and I think her story her story is really good. Um, and it sort of feels like that is the main story. Like some of them are a bit, um, oh, I just want to be a merchant, and then I'm going to try the bites buy the rights to a steam engine. It's like okay, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas this one's like I'm fine trying to find out who my parents are, but and I need to uh, escape from this assassin, this thieves guild, but to get the collar off me so i need to kill these two mentors i've had all my life and then they say oh there's more going on here and you find out that well i won't spoil it but yeah that, that, yeah so that was good um it still has the same issue that the last game had in that because you do you tend to do all eight characters yeah there are some characters don't you don't level up as much you don't like playing with them yes so you only tend to do them for their stories so when um and it does mean that the first time you hit like a final final boss there's a bit of a difficulty spike. Oh. But then okay. as you go along, they generally get easier. Because you're, you know, the characters that you probably will use three of the same characters a lot. Yeah. They become, you know, like lev- recommend levels 45, they're 56 at this point, And they're pretty good. But th- th- there's the challenge there. And it's, I don't think the challenge is as frustrating as the previous game. I think they, they balance it a bit much better, apart from, I don't know, the first boss you come across. But yeah, it's it's good. And it's... um. Yeah, and the turn-based combat, I mean, I think turn-based combat has been spoiled somewhat by Persona 5. Yeah. It, like, this is this is good enough. The braking system's good. Adds a bit of strategy, but, you know, it just doesn't have the coolness and the baton passes and just everything that goes into Persona that makes it just flow so brilliantly, but it's it's good. With you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you do spend far too much time just working out what the weaknesses are, so... Try this. Yeah. Try this. Try this. And then the second time we do, it's like, well, I know this now, so it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that sounds good. I mean, I, I really liked the first one, but I think I, I, there was a point where there was a huge difficulty spike for mm. no reason. I was like, what? What? <laughs> and it sort of put me off a little bit. Well, what the game doesn't tell you, and this is the same with the first one, is that you can. So each character has a class, mm-hmm. but when you get later on, you need characters to have dual classes. Yeah. It doesn't tell you there's a way to do that. Yeah. So um, in the original game, you had to go find caves. Yes. To do that, and once you did that, the game was much much easier. Yeah. On this one, it's a bit easier in that it's just you have to go talk to someone, like a guild leader, who'll do it. But 
Um, I like. I would recommend just looking up in a guide. Yeah. Rather than yeah, it just feels like maybe after chapter two for each character, they should have been offered another class. Yeah. Rather than doing it like this way, is it's a secret. Don't hide thing. it away. Yeah, because it, it like without yeah. that, the game's basically impossible. Well, at least do that for one of the characters, and then make it clear mm. through how you do it for the others. Yeah. 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 What was your number nine, Hodge? My number nine has been in flux for most of today. Okay. And I think I'm going to go with the number nine, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because it's just, it's just like the third one was very good. The second one is. My problem with the first one was there wasn't quite enough variety in the tracks. Yeah. It kind of all became just like, whereas the second one, the tracks feel a bit more, they've got more personality, there's more use of. Um, environmental areas as tracks so you're like a bit like micro machines you know where you'd have the track when you also have a bit where you're just going around the yard between checkpoints yeah and there's more of that which is kind of like what i thought was missing from the first one it kind of almost didn't make it was using more hot wheels lights as well but wasn't making a lot of use of the scale yes whereas yeah. the second one fixes that and i think the the campaign feels more linear is the wrong word it's quite linear but it feels more cohesive i think okay with you although the the bullshit blind boxes are back again which could can do one it's a very annoying mechanic for, for any game any game i don't care what game it is any game that has you blind opening things are basically loot boxes but without the money is a pain in the ass i need to stop it <laughs> okay especially when they start tying trophies to things like that it's like yeah this could take uh... literally years if you get the wrong rn wrong <laughs> random number generators yeah that seems a bit yeah, I don't like don't that. Like I don't it. like RNG in, in anything. Stop it. Uh, my number nine is Hi-Fi Rush. Quite a uh, you know uh, quite a standard pick for me. But I I, I like I said um, in our sort of uh, awards, this was like my surprise of the year. Uh, Shadow dropped you know uh, Xbox exclusive probably about this time last year as well. Um, really great fun. Um, uh, character action game really good plot really fun tie-ins to and, and jokes about video games and stuff i mean one of the bosses does a potemkin buster on which is like do you play guilty gear strive yes then you'll recognize this i was like yes i recognize that um you know soundtrack which like i said laser targeted it feels at me <laughs> and so you know uh, uh hi-fi rush is brilliant and uh, I genuinely hope those rumours about it coming to other platforms are true because, you know, this is one of those games I think everyone should get a chance to play. It's really, really good. It's um, I feel I feel a bit like it's this generation's Jet Set Radio or something like that. It just feels like like that lovely little game that you don't often see that much of anymore because everything needs to be big and maybe a bit. Yeah. Um, over over important. This was just a great sort of what twelve hour character action game with a fun plot, great characters. Yeah, colourful in your face, brilliant. I love this game, Hi Fi Rush. Yeah, excellent. There we go. So, what well, that was very. That good. was my number nine. Uh, Hodge, what was your number eight? Well, Matt, they've got a a, a strong serve. Oh, I, I think I'm going to surprise no. you with my number eight. No, it's Lynn Davenport. A, a strong, You're... a strong serve. Sometimes it's a little green ball. Sometimes it's not. It's a puzzle bubble. Every bubble. <laughs> okay, right. I don't know what that is. Man, I fucking love puzzle bubble. It's 
great. Are you the only person that's mentioned this this year? What's it called? Puzzle Bobble Every Bubble? Yeah. Right, okay. It's just, it's just more Puzzle Bubble, but it's great. You can do it in four-player, okay. which is good if you've got more people. It's got a, a decent story mode where, where the challenges keep changing, but not like not like the old Puzzle Bubble where you, you had the A, B, C, D grid, and it meant you didn't play most of the stages in a run-through because you moved up a level each time you... No? Okay. Um, <laughs> Blank <laughs> stairs is what's yeah, happening the there. Is... He's describing Puzzle Bubble <laughs> lore to us. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good story mode of like different puzzles and you can get three stars on each one and if you do that it unlocks the super hard challenge levels it's got a tower with an endless running mode an endless mode essentially with normal medium and hard and i can't get past the normal mode because you need such a high number of points to unlock anything else right but keeps coming back to do more more puzzle bubble which is only a good thing i mean fair enough and, you know, yeah puzzle bubble and, you know, they you know, Little dragons are really happy. Go, hi! <laughs> what did the little, the little dragon one, the little um, dark dragon one, used to yell in um, when we used to play at uni? Oh god, mate, I can't remember that. I can't remember. He had something iconic that we used to shout at each other a lot. I can't wonder if it was now. It was. Uh, it was. Was that the one I had on the PC or something? Uh, someone had. I think some of our friends had it on the PlayStation. Okay, I can't. I can't remember. And he shouted something that sounded vaguely offensive. But I can't wonder if it well, was. Well, maybe don't say it. <laughs> wasn't wasn't like the F Zero announcer who calls in. Um, Maybe don't say that. F Zero games. Okay, <laughs> you know exactly what I was going to yeah, say. There. Yeah, don't stop, stop saying things. Stop, say, stop saying things. <laughs> this is why. This is why F Zero hasn't come back. They can't trust me now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if only there was a way to patch that kind of thing out. Yeah. <laughs> this... It's in his contract, Kev. <laughs> That's right. right. He has to say it. What the the developers like? It, but this this any remakes this game must have this word is like we can't do that though. <laughs> I mean, it definitely says retire, but it doesn't sound right. like okay. It. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, uh, Kev, what was your number eight? My number eight is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Okay, yeah. Again, didn't, oh okay, didn't make my list. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I I think but, had I played a few more games, it may not have made mine. It's, um, yeah, I'll start with the good. The story's really good. Yep. Although I found the twist a bit predictable. I know some people didn't. Some people were like... Oh, I did The Yeah, I, yeah, I think I you, you said this. Coming. Uh, Sorry? I didn't see either of the twists coming. I didn't see the second part of the twist. Oh. But the first part. Oh. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What a twist! Yeah, the yeah. Well, I don't know if we want to spoil it or not. No. Should we just say spoilers? Uh, yeah. Okay. So if you haven't played it, you can. Have you finished it? Now? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if you haven't played Jedi Survivor, just skip forward like twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. With the the betrayal of what's his name? Yeah. Y- yeah. Your buddy so, betrayed yeah, you. I, I, yeah, yeah. I assumed yeah. he was going to betray me from very early on. Um, <laughs> and but I didn't realize he was a Jedi. Yeah. I thought that was a cool like. Aha! Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the story is very good. I think um, some of the action set pieces are great. The the fight against the tunnel thing, the big octopus oh, yes. Imperial, yeah. is great. Um, and the fight against the uh, enemy you find in the tank is very good as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- those bits great. I, I feel like it might be a personal preference. I don't like the Souls like combat as much. 
okay. Um, which, yeah, I, I enjoy that less. Um, some of the combat I really like, but it feels like you make a few mistakes and you're, you're screwed, basically. Mm. Um, and Anything can I, hand your ass to you if you're not paying attention, like those yeah. little fucking chickens. Yeah, and uh, I didn't feel inclined to go exploring the world. Like I didn't. I at no point did I feel like, oh, there's bits over there. It's like, I don't really care. I, you're not giving me incentive to want to go over there and look what's there because I feel like I'll just look for the next story bit. Um, the traversal is great as well. Parts of that just seem to work really well. Um, yeah, it's it's a good follow up. I don't. I think the previous one came out in a slower year, so I think it had more acclaim. Whereas this year, it's got a bit lost in the mix. Uh, but there's some great moments in it. Oh yeah, so the the things I think it does look better are the map is now not a complete piece of shit. Yep. Map is usable. <laughs> yeah. Um the so I like the combat. I like the um we've got a good amount of humour thrown in there with all the battle droids. Mm, There's a yeah. lot of funny stuff, especially if you go off a beaten path. Like if you um did anyone find the art class? No. No. Okay. In in one of the main areas, if you go down this um little thin gap between some rocks eventually you shimmy along and you come to a little cave and there's just a load of super battle droids and battle droids who are having an art class. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> See, that that's something I would say uh, for me was, uh, like, that is good, but I don't think the game gives you enough reasons to find those things out. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't think at any point is, was there a lot of, like... Because you've you because you've only ever gonna have like the lightsaber, right? Uh, you're not gonna find mm. any new weapons. You're not gonna find any new armor. You might find a different color or a different hilt or something like yeah. that. But I think if if you're gonna have exploration like that, you need to have a really good reward. You know what I mean? So like, particularly if you're you know if you're gonna have the souls like combat and have it quite difficult because in a like a souls game, if you find a boss or something then you're gonna get a you know a better weapon or something like that because you've beaten a, a, a tricky boss and i think one of the problems with the uh jedi survivor formula is it doesn't really reward that exploration a little bit but i think that might be yeah, yeah. like god of war yes i go i go everywhere like i i just i i implying like Unless I get some, find something that's absolutely going to destroy me, and then I'll say oh, I'll come back later. Yeah. But you go and explore everywhere. You try to find everything because there's always something that you think that will help me. Yes. Or I need to find this because there's a reason. There's always a reason to go exploring. Whereas I felt, and like I said, there's no incentive. No. Um, especially as well because the enemies respawn. Yeah. There's there's no like oh there's only a certain amount of enemies in the game. So if I go off the beaten path and like level up a bit, I'll have an advantage. Whereas like, well, no, that's not the case. Obviously, you will get, you will level up, mm. but it doesn't feel like, well, because like, well, I'll just end up having to fight this again. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, my number eight, um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I okay. Yeah, I, I really like this game. I thought it was, uh, you know, the, the it's been, it's the best two D Mario we've had in a very long time. I would say, um, it's. Shall I shall I suggest that I also talk about this because this is my number seven. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, uh, in terms of in terms of a franchise that's needed uh, a shot in the arm. I think two D Mario 
has needed one for a little while. Like, well, since I think since the three the DS game. Yeah, yeah. Because they were all the same for yeah quite a long time. Yeah. For I mean, we and Wii U are you know pretty identical. Definitely, mm. uh, the the ones on the DS are again incredibly similar. Uh, so there was a lot of whilst it was great to sort of have. Uh, a re what's the word I'm looking for a reinvigorated look at the 2D thing I think the one thing everyone was sort of saying was can you do something new with it and mm. this looks like a step in the right direction because I, I remember quite vividly when we all played uh, Mario Wii U there was that one starry night level yeah and everyone was like why is there yeah. only one level like this you know what, what, couldn't there be a bit more and and I would say Wonder is a step in the right direction with that. I think in in some ways it maybe doesn't go far enough, but uh, well, I, I mean, I think the game looks gorgeous. Yes, for a two two D Mario game. I think, and I think the fact you have this thing for every level, you're looking for a really creative thing to do. I know not all of them land, but I think the fact you're always looking for it, and it's like, oh, this one's great. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh yay! Found the wonder flowers. Like it's it's a really creative way to do it to like reinvigorate this type of game. I think. Yeah. Um, I I mean I also just just on the looks so the the animation and style, the fact that like Mario goes for a pipe and then he reaches back for his cap, yes. or the fact when you're ele- you're an elephant, they barely fit through. Yeah. Just little things like that. It's like oh, the animation it's really... is lovely in this. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely wonderful. It's a, it's a heap a heap falls of character in it. Mm-hmm. Which is again, it was something that felt a bit missing in the previous games. Was that it felt very, they felt a bit stock, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, like almost like you know, if if someone with a Mario Maker could make these levels in the previous mm-hmm. games, whereas yeah. this one, I don't think you like. They feel like like I mean, it's got the the second level where you have the little marching piranha plants. It's like that sold me on this game immediately because it's like, well, yeah. like that you like you couldn't do that in Mario Maker. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah, you yeah. couldn't do that. You have to program that event in, um, and and the fact that they did is wonderful, really. Uh, which is why the thing is, like this is this is my number six. Oh right, okay. Um, so. You're right. All all the nice things everyone says about it is all true, but what holds it back is the one there are the wonders aren't varied enough, and they're still playing it too safe. Like if you compare Mario Wonder and its general its levels mm-hmm. to like Donkey Kong Country Returns or Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, all those levels are better in Tropical Freeze. Okay. They all feel more dynamic. They all feel like there's more going on. They're like, you know, there's stuff going on in the background and the foreground. There's more life in those levels than there are in Mario Wonder's still the Mario team is still kind of stuck in this you've got a 2D plane and there's just stuff happening around you, with the exception of the Piranha plant thing. Yeah. Like there's never like do you know what I mean? They don't feel it doesn't feel like a world in the same way with Donkey the Donkey Kong, even Rayman Origins does. Okay. I see what you mean. That's that yeah. Yeah. I Probably disagree, but that might be personal taste more than anything. Maybe, but I also think they've they've dumbed it down too much. Like I know we can play this in a previous podcast, but like the fact that the the star the the coloured coins are meant to be there as an extra challenge, 
Uh, it's not a challenge if you can jump into a pit to get one and die and you've still got it. I thought that was always like that, wasn't it? I can't remember. Um, no, you used to have to um, do it. In, you used to have to do it without dying to get them. And if you died without hitting a checkpoint or something, you lost the progress on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I think you're right. Okay. I mean, so it's interesting. You're probably the more the most critical of this game out of the three of us. You put it highest. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, my my yeah, I'm genuinely, I'm thinking, genuinely surprised by that. <laughs> My um, my major criticism is that I the splits I wish there was a split screen, but we've been over this and I think you disagree, so I won't go over it anymore. Just make <laughs> some of the some of the later levels a bit of a pain in the ass when someone falls and then they drag you down with them. It's like that's not how this should work. Um, but and I, I feel like that's a <laughs> lack of I, I don't know. It's, it sort of feels like they're still stuck in SNES power for for this one thing. I don't know why. Um, like you, you could easily program split screen in Mario Kart, which uh, needs to be more dynamic. It needs to, like, it needs to switch focus. Like, because I think most mm. of the time you're together, so I don't think the split screen will be kind of like wasted estate. But I think it needs to be better at switching focus from one character to another if someone's about to die or something. Yeah, that's probably a good way of yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if it, if it's going to bubble you down, or if it's going to drag you down make it a bubble, let the character fall, and then you're a bubble back where you were, or something like that. It needs to just come up with a little bit of a solution for that, because the multiplayer is a factor in it. So Yeah. Um yeah, but I I really enjoyed this game. I think it I think it's the best okay, so I didn't play Yoshi's Island at the time. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll I'll throw that out, but it's probably my favourite since Mario World. I, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. 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 Um with the, again, with the exception of probably Yoshi's Island. I'm I'm going to say something now, which might sound like hearsay. Mm-hmm. Do you mean heresy? Heresy. I... Heresy, yeah. So <laughs> I think if we went back to it, yeah. I think there is a strong chance that Mario Brothers Wii U has better level design, if you ignore the one, like general platforming level design. That's that might I... be true. But I, I found that game. Sorry, Matt. No, no. I, th- I think what. Yeah, I think that game I, got a bit ignored because of because of the graphic style. Yeah. I found that game so vanilla. Like Mario Brothers Wii U, just like this is. I think I played that and uh, Super Mario Three D World at the same time. It's like there's a world of difference in these games. One is someone. One is someone just playing the fucking song, and the other one is someone going, "Let's be as creative as possible with a three D Mario game." Yeah, so so that's my opinion. So I I I, I think I think Hodge's right that maybe the levels are more challenging and uh, and and you know like overall better designed Mario levels if you see what I mean. But I would say that the levels in Mario Wonder more interesting, more more visually yeah, appealing, and yeah. more varied is probably a, a, a an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I think if I'm not yeah, cuz I'm I'm specifically about the enemy and the platform placement. Yeah. And the ones used rather than the look of it. Yeah. So uh yeah. With that said then, Hodge, what is your number 7? Uh my number 7 is Vender. Have you played that? Vender? No, I wish I wish I had cuz I have a feeling from everything I've heard I would like this a lot. I have bought it, but it's one of those I just haven't haven't had time because I think I probably would really like it from what I've heard. So it's, it's a Game Pass game, Matt. So you can you can just play it. It's basically like a, almost like a, a cooking puzzle game, 
where you get given some tools and you get given a recipe and you're told to make it and it kind of like tells this family story through their cooking together. I just had a quick, I just brought it's it up on, on my a couple, phone. A couple of hours. Oh, that's that's actually look. I think I've seen that. I, I I don't think I would have known it by the name, but yeah, that looked kind of interesting. So yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like the story, of, like um, ch- children of immigrants who yeah, like it's them connecting with their parents' past a little bit through cooking. Yeah, it's that kind of idea. Is it like that Patax advert? I don't know what the Patax advert is. <laughs> that's that's basically what happens in the Patax advert. But yeah, okay. I, I'm being facetious for comic effect. But no, that's yeah, good. It sounds good. It's a video game version of the Patax advert. Yeah. Like... <laughs> We're going to do the Dolmio one next. <laughs> no, well, I don't know if the Dolmio DLC. one. Gen- genuinely, see if you can like really quickly YouTube the Patax advert when you get a chance. You go, oh, but because, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I am being horribly facetious there, but yeah, it was only, only for only for fun. Um, but no, that does sound interesting, and if it's only a couple of hours long, I'll give it a little play. No reason not to. More more games should be a couple of hours long. Yeah, I mean, there's um, uh, what's it called? New Silent Hill is only a couple of hours long, apparently. I am going to start playing some shorter games. Yeah. After this, I was like, no, we need to get lots of games played for this. So yeah, um, but I think I'm going to move on to some short ones. Like, I'd be nice to actually finish some stuff. So like uh, I'll tell you what's not a shorter game though uh, is my number seven, which is Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> um, yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen, um, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Um, some of the best, like in-game acting, however you want to put it. The, the cutscenes are brilliant. the The story is really, really good and solid. Wonderful characters. Um, I, I think this game is 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 excellent in almost every way. The only thing for me that lets it down a little bit is that they kind of went for action, a character action combat thing, and I don't quite feel that they nail the combat a hundred percent. And I think that's more like I think I wish there was a bit more variety in the moves that you could do. Um, was my was my only sort of gripe with the game, um, and that some of the low level enemies have. Bigger health pools than is necessary, but which made sometimes getting into a fight with them, it's like, okay, I'm just going to bash square for a little while. Um, but apart from that, I would say, you know, the, the boss fights and things like that, the big moments in this game are some of the biggest moments I had in games in 2023. I think this game is phenomenal. And I'm, I'm going to say, Hodge, I think this is a game you should give a go because it doesn't require... It doesn't require RPG knowledge. It just requires, you know, it's an action game with a, a, a good story, an epic story. So, yeah. Mm, maybe. He's hesitant. <laughs> uh, I love the recommendation. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Meaning no. Meaning, Meaning no. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll play it for an hour and then go, well, I... Yeah, it's not puzzle bobble, so I'm playing that. <laughs> That's it's, true. It's time, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's not going to compete with puzzle bobble. Let's be honest. Few things can. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number well, seven. I mean, by my own logic, seven things can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, your number six was Maria Wonder, wasn't it, Hodge? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kev, what was your number six then? Hodge, don't get angry. Okay. okay. Right. 
Please, please don't get angry. I'm, I'm already furious. Yeah, don't get any angry. I don't, I don't want you to like blow a gasket or something. My number six is Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> That's fine. Are you okay? I don't know why you think that would annoy me in any way. Because it's before. lower than a lot of people to put it. Uh, it's probably it's it's that's, probably that's lower fine. on my list than maybe people would have put it. It's not number yeah. six, but we'll get there. Um, the so what I will say is from this point onwards, we are talking bangers. Yeah, like genuinely brilliant games. Like the the what the ones before this, like Mario Wonder is very good. Um, the three after the three after that, I, you know, solid. But the, the the next the top six, I think most. I think yes. All these would have been second in my list last year, and possibly first in twenty twenty one. I like it, it was an insane year, yeah. um, so I had to think of ways to differentiate them. I think this is like I know some people have criticised and say, "Oh, it's just Breath of the Wild Part 2. It's like, no, it's not. It's a complete redesign. Well, it's not a complete redesign, but the mechanics and the systems have been completely overhauled, and the abilities, and it's much much better in my opinion. I think I much preferred. The majority of this game to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. The like the um, construction aspect, the um, dipping your weapon in things aspect. That you know the, the creativity with that's fantastic. Um, what he's laughing you, at dipping your weapon in your weapon. Of course, of course he is. Put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ninety percent of this game. I just loved immensely. It was fantastic. Like I could happily just do a game of this, just do the shrines. They're just the shrines yeah. were brilliant. Like I no point did I feel I think in Breath of the Wild, some of them were like, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like some of the motion control ones, but I don't think at any point it was like, oh, they're just sort of letting me do there's ways to do it, but it's not that prescriptive. Yeah. You can sort of figure it out yourself. Um, you know, the, the even the little bits like you know, there's like little side missions you've got to get the musicians from one place to another. Yes. Or the, the little core. It's like, this is really fun. And it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't quite work, but I'll carry on playing around with it. Um, the the going up to the sky I loved and sort of the freedom to do that. I think story-wise, it's so much better than any Zelda game that's come before it. Like the moments in the game. Oh, it's not on a par with some of the other games on this list, but I, for Zelda, it's really good. Like the Like I really enjoyed like, I did most of this early on, but to go up in the sky and look at the glyphs to find what was going on with Zelda in the past, it's like, hmm. and that the fact that it was all out of order, it's like, oh, i kind of figuring this out, this is thing, and the moment you realise where Zelda is. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because I, I still haven't Great. finished this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, well, but sorry. I've, okay. I've put many, many hours into it, but lots of it has not been doing the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the reason it's number six is I hate the combat. I, I would say I hate the combat. I, I'll just say it. This, and... this this is my number four, and okay. I would agree with you about the combat. Like, yeah. I this is, this is my number three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you could. I mean, you, you, we don't have to reveal something when I say it. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's I fine. I just, especially towards the end, where you sort of to get. To, to finish the game, you sort of have to go in the underground bit. Mm. I didn't really enjoy the underground bit. I understand what it's there, but when you have to do it, and then you have to fight stuff down there, and then you get gloomed, it's like, I am not enjoying this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. This is frustrating. Um, and I don't really... like they, they, 
I, d- I know that the reason the combat is the way it is with the degradation, things like that, is to allow creativity. But with everything else in the game, I feel, could you not have made the combat? Could we not just have it a little bit like Wind Waker or something like that? Because there's, like, you come across a bit, there's a dragon. It's like, oh, cool. Like in God of War, I would have rushed to fight that at some point. Yeah. It's like, that's exciting. I really want to fight that dragon. I'll give it a go. All right, I've lost. I'll come back in another couple of levels. In, in Tears of the Kingdom, it's like, I don't want to do that. It's going to be awful. I'm not going to enjoy it. Um, I think even little things like, why can't you let me craft arrows? Yeah, yeah I I'm still... I'm always running out of arrows. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's and, that. Uh, like, arrows are really good in the game, but I, I, I always have just about five. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, just give me more arrows. Like, and it's, it's really mm. hard because I think just with a half-decent combat system, this probably would have been game of the year. But I can't let it go because it's just it especially when the the final bar well not the final boss but the penultimate bit of the, the final boss like i ended up winning it just because i trapped it in the corner and just kept wailing on it and i had more health than he than it sorry um you know what it is um than it gave away and it's like is that really the penultimate boss um of this game like that that's how how it's been done um yeah uh because the, the actual final boss bit is great, and it's, it's another really cool moment. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I, I, the thing is, like, you, you, this game, the the design, what they've done, with the game, and the way the systems work is incredible. Like the 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 pausing things in the past and using that as a mechanic, and how creative that can be, it's just amazing. Um, this this game make, makes should make every other developer who releases anything buggy have a long hard look at themselves. Mm. Look at you, Bethesda. Mm. It's like, how do you release your stuff? Really buggy as shit when this just works. Given how many ways this should break. Well, it, it's kind of funny because I remember in the first the first Breath of the Wild, um, people did break it, but they broke it using the physics. So. They were just they, wasn't, yeah. they weren't breaking it so much as exploiting the physics, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you were wily, wily coyoting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, I think there's you know, I would say the one thing that frustrates me a little bit about this is that they seem to have a problem giving you freedom. Like whenever they give you freedom, they then have to stop you. Like when like when you build like an airplane or something, right? And then you're like oh cool i've built an airplane i've got battery for days and all this kind of thing and then it goes by the way the airplane's going to disappear in a bit why because it is shut up why why does that have to happen um i just found that a bit i wonder if some of it is due to hardware limitation it could be maybe do you know what you could be could be loading too much of the thing at once that's it's actually a really good point um I think, and I would agree with with Kev's thing about the combat because there, again, a bit like what we were saying a bit about Jedi Survivor, right? There, there were plenty of bits where it's like, oh, there's a a big, you know, ice gleok dragon thing over there, and in a lot of other games, I'd be like, yeah, let's go take that on, and in this game, it's like, what? I don't know why I'd want to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and and I would say this this game suffers from. Um, a general trend in video games that I do not like at the minute, which is treasure chests are full of shit. Right? I, like, where you open... Like, all the chests are full of crap. 
Like, they, you very rarely come up with, find anything, like, actually useful. Like, that you really want in a treasure chest. In fact, the one thing that you rarely find, which would have been really useful, is fucking money. Finding money in this game is really <laughs> difficult, I found. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you can sell the rubies. But no, you can't, because then they're upgrade materials and stuff. So no, you can't sell the rubies. Anyway, right. But yeah. But I, I would, I would fully agree that it's, it's, it's currently, it, it's the story in it is really, really good. The way they take characters is excellent. I think you know, uh, I think maybe there was room there for a bit of a deviation from what they normally do, but they didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, they don't seem to want to do that. No. So, um, but yeah, fantastic, really. I mean, they do it. They do a bit with one character. Yeah. Well, they do quite significantly one character, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was your number six, wasn't it, Kev? Yeah, yeah. You, you've messed up the systems. Yeah, we did. What, what's your number six, Matt? Because you're the last one to yeah, do yeah. six. Uh, my number six is Spider-Man 2, which, again, could have been higher on someone's list, and I wouldn't argue against that. But for me, this is this is where it was. This was fantastic sequel, basically, to the original Spider-Man. I think there's... Um, you know, I would say the first half of the game is maybe a little bit slow in places, mm. and you know, um, uh, I think it's got a pacing. Yeah, problem. yeah. Um, I think also there were yeah, a, uh, a few bugs and stuff when I played it at release. Like, you know, uh, yeah, it's like I got stuck in several buildings. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I just had more mine for, for all weirdly were all bicycle related. So when you do, so when you, when when he's on a bicycle, which is only for like one bit of the game, it's like, uh, could you not have like you, you literally like I'm not I'm not expecting much of this, but you know, could you have done that? Um, and again, I would say sometimes the combat gets a bit, you know, a bit samey. Um, they do spice that up towards the end actually, but whenever you fight humans, it's like this is pretty pretty simple. I know, you know, um, I've got this down. There we go. Um, I, I, I think, but again, in terms of a Spider-Man storyline, this is fantastic. Like to do the Venom storyline, um, and you know the way that they do it, it works really well. There's loads of lovely little nods to things like the Agent mm. Venom suit that they that gets shown off at one bit as well, which they didn't have to do, but they did it. Um, you know. There's good use of some of the characters from the previous games as well. I I, I was almost yeah. a bit disappointed. I think the thing I'm slightly disappointed with is that I think Craven is set up to be knocked down by the bigger baddie. Mm. So I I think that maybe it would have been maybe better if he hadn't like uh, maybe we're going into spoilers, but maybe if he'd survived to the end, basically would have been been around for the end would have been a more interesting dynamic that they could have played with um, yeah i mean spoiler it feels a bit of a cheat that he isn't taken out by spidey yeah um but the, but i get why it's done but yeah yeah but they do they do some really really good films i uh, things sorry in this and the the dynamic between peter and miles is brilliant i think i think they really nail it and that and they do one thing I think they got really right about Peter Parker, which is something that's true in all good iterations of the character, is that he is a shit friend. Generally speaking, yeah. 
Peter Parker <laughs> is a shit friend because um, he is either too busy doing Spider Man or too busy doing other things to look to notice when someone actually needs his help, which they do in this in this game, which is absolutely hundred percent comic book accurate, which I think is great. Um. I, the other thing I had a slight problem with, which is a me problem, is I was a bit disappointed because I thought they were going the null route because they throw lots of stuff in there, which makes you think they're going to go all null, mm-hmm. if you know what it is, yeah. and then they don't. Well, I, I think that would have maybe been a bit too much for the first game. but No, but I, th- I thought they were going to tease it for, further, for like later down the line. I thought they were going to... like do something to you think it was going to come up in the third game or something because I mean you've got to escalate things yeah. and that would be a way of escalating for the third game but there aren't any after what we have teased it makes sense it is an escalation hmm. but I don't you can do that Andy Noll but I just thought it was a bit of a true a bit cheap using that symbol and stuff and making them all go swirly eyed like they do with Noll and then like not even remotely touching on it well uh, you know maybe that door's open for maybe if yeah depends how long this franchise goes but i would have thought the third one will be the final one it's like okay if we've done symbiotes are we gonna do yeah i don't think yeah. uh, that's the thing i don't think they're coming back to the symbiote yeah because you know, even mentioned like the hive mind and I thought, oh this is all like looking pretty yeah symbiote goddy I, th- I think it was a nod to it more than a, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> But I think it's because there were so many nods. You know what I mean? After a while, it, it, a nod turns into a vigorous shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know what nod is apart from the Marvel stat card. So I think I can see why they didn't do it because you know you've got you, you've got a lot of classic villains you haven't done already still. So yeah, no one knows who Scream is. Is my counterpoint to that? Yeah, but they they're like a henchman in this. Not you mean characters. Shriek? Shriek, sorry, yeah. Yeah, but Shriek was in the. The film, yeah, they're in the Carnage film, yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So at least there's and uh, the character they picked to be that character worked as a sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, but like you're not going to have Null come down and be a one note boss that you fight once, are you? Mm. No, no, yeah. no, no, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that was my uh, number six. Um. Hodge, we'll go back to you. What was your number five? My number five is Robocop. Hey! I really enjoyed Robocop. It was just like a really pleasant surprise. It doesn't try to be all big and clever. It's like, you know when you go, you know when like you, you're going out and you want something to eat? So you go to a sandwich shop and you're like, I just need a sandwich. I just, just need, I need a sandwich. But like, oh no, this is, this is a half a loaf of bread with this special fachetta covered oily something. You're like, for fuck's sake, it's a ham sandwich. Just call it a ham sandwich. That's what you're selling. Making excuse to charge me twenty quid for a fucking ham sandwich, whereas Robocop is that I am a ham sandwich, and you and I am a lovely ham sandwich. <laughs> I mean, that is the all my all all my constitutional parts are well done. I'm a good ham sandwich, at a decent price. Let's all enjoy a ham sandwich. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm, I'm currently going through it now, and I do I would say this game is incredibly <laughs> enjoyable and. Um, uh, like like we talked about Dead Space having the bet like giving you the best weapon in the game off the bat. This does yeah. that as well, mm. which is Robocop's hand cannon thing, which is just fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a good measure of the game. Like, I did Platinum Robocop, which just shows I enjoyed it. 
It was very good. Yeah. Um, Although there's a, a couple of unfair difficulty spikes. Have you got to have you got to the first E D two oh nine fight yet? Yeah, yeah, I just I just beat him and going back from that where uh, I think I had to kill snipers or something. Um Yeah, so I, I, I hid behind a, a crate and just kept strafing around the crate like a cheesemonger. <laughs> um I, I would agree. I, but it's quite it, what you're saying about it being a ham sandwich of a game, I do feel that. There are there are some moments where you can tell this game was made on a shoestring budget, like yeah. There's at the very beginning of the game, there's a weird lack of like music and sound at yeah. the very beginning, which is like uh, okay. And uh, the other thing is, it, when the title card comes down, it's hilariously quite low res. <laughs> it's like it's like a seven twenty p image or something. It's like. It, it's weird. I was, I was genuinely surprised they got all the actors back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was fully expecting sound alike. Yeah. Um. So, so when he opens his mouth, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. They got Peter Weller in it, so I, I'd agree. I think this is, you know, this is a a, a bloody good game and and well worth, you know, a pick up. The the one thing is, is it a game I would have paid, you know, seventy quid for on release? No. Um, but, it ne- but it was ne- but it was never seventy quid. Oh, wasn't it? It was always a budget. No, it was always a budget thirty forty quid. That title. sounds that's perfect. Perfectly price point. Yeah, it's, it's the return of the yeah. um, the upper mid the upper mid tier. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, Robocop. I, I've, I'm playing it at the minute. Um, but yeah, fair enough. And it's and it's deeper than you expect, which is a pleasant surprise. That's what she said. Um, uh, Kev, what is your number five? <laughs> My number five is Alan Wake 2. My number five is Alan Wake 2. Yay! <laughs> we think alike. Indeed. I, yeah, so this game, I think, is probably one of the most, like some, someone said the other day, it's pretentious, like, yeah, yes. yeah, it is pretentious, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah. In the, like, and, like, I, the, the first Alan Wake was fine. It was, it was a survival horror game that was very Twin Peaks- the Twin Peaks um, influence, whereas I feel like this is the game they wanted they wanted to make yeah for a long time. It's like it's completely. I, I feel like there's bits of creativity in this that like other games seem so far behind. Like the integration of like the live action and the um, the gameplay, which is done so seamlessly, yeah, um, is incredible. Like I, I heard that they gave us a try and quantum break, but didn't quite pull it off. Whereas this feels like. No, we'll design the whole game around this. Like there'll be bits where you, Alan Wake is being interviewed on a like a late night with uh, Mr. Jimmy Dorn, Kimmel yeah. type show. Yeah, which Mr. Dawn, who's Marlon Harewood, is like this is that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Sam Lake is the other guy who's a creation of Alan Wake's, who's also Max. It's mad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and. Like the bits in the game where you can rewrite what's going on based on what Alan Wake is kind of writing. Yeah. Or it's like, and that's how you solve puzzles. It's like, that's great. And the whole idea of the, you got the agent in the upper world who is um, trying to solve the case. You have this mind board, like she has a mind palace and it's really well done. And, but slowly her story is being rewritten by Alan Wake. And it's like, this is quite dark what's happening to her. Yeah. Like she's the only one who remembers the original storyline, 
and or, the, or like or is she remembering like it's it's very ambiguous as to whether yeah. whether she's remembering the truth or mm. whether it's you know part of the story it's uh, and they leave that yeah. deliberately <laughs> yeah or they don't if you do the play the game twice by the way yeah, yeah. new game plus apparently yeah. um, um, answers that question yeah but it's cool and it's like you you're never quite sure what's going on they just have these bursts of creativity and it's like well, this is the mystery and it's like even little bits like they have these weird duo doing like really cringy adverts on the tv yes which are great yeah um and this really like this rundown amusement park called is it coffee world coffee world yeah yeah and it, it looks like the worst amusement park in the world it looks absolutely how, terrible how long is the playthrough about 10 20 hours, hours i'd say uh i did oh, uh, i did 20 bad. yeah okay Okay, that, that makes it worse. I was going to say, when I say worse, like I'm not a fan of these games where they change something significant, but you have to play for it a second time when it's quite a long game. It's like, it's just, oh, cool. yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. I'd agree with that. I just looked it up on YouTube. Yeah, you do. That's I, exactly I, what most people do. It, you yeah. don't. Yeah, you don't need to really play it through twice. It's like it's like an after credit scene or something that you get basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the escalation is really like the like you you basically start as someone investigating a murder. And you're not quite sure what's going on. You have this and then the theories keep changing. You don't actually go into Alan Wake's world for quite for about four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do, it's like oh oh, this is different. And yeah. Um, so uh, you do uh, eventually plan to have Alan Wake and your Alan Wake. <laughs> yeah. Um, it probably has my favourite moment of the year in video games, which is the We Sing bit. Yeah. Which is just fantastic. So where good. You're wandering through a musical version of the story. Yeah. With, complete with a dance. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. It's like they, they did the dance on stage at the Game Awards. But I, that was a thing. And then it's like, oh, oh, when you play the game, like, oh, this yeah. is so much better. And so... yeah. So fucking awesome as well. Yeah, you're you're walking through and they've got this this band on, which the it's the band that's throughout the game. You actually see like yeah, like older versions of the characters in a. It's the band from the first one, if you remember. Yeah, um, <coughs> the old gods of Asgard, but they oh, actually they are a quite control song, don't they? Yes, do they? Yeah, they yeah. do. Alright, they 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 become important characters in the game because of their connections to other people. It's like all this is brilliant, and it's like I feel like this is like I think you gave them developer of the year, didn't you? Win? Yeah, like, yeah. It's a massive step up. I haven't played. I need to go back and play Control, but it feels like this is a top tier developer now, that top of their game, and they're they're not doing things that everyone else does. They're not doing like here's another Ubisoft open world game. It's like no, we want to make the game we want to make. Mm. Only problem with the game is the shooting's a bit substandard. It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's the, the the combat. It's not. I don't hate it. It's just it's a bit like. I'll get to another game on my list, but it doesn't quite have the balance of you have enough ammo. No, I, I compared would, yeah. to what you need sometimes, um, especially if you do some of these side things. You know, you've got to solve some nursery rhymes, and it does conjure stuff, and it's like ah, when there's two wolves and they're quite hard to kill. Oh, and I don't have enough. Yeah. I don't have enough to kill them at the moment, so I don't know what to do. Um, the the one other thing I'd say about this is uh, about Alan Wake Two 
you do not need to have played Alan Wake 1 to enjoy it. In fact, in some ways, not having played Alan Wake 1 might improve it because it's like you're you're kind of discovering what happened at the same time Mm. as the FBI agent, which is a really clever thing of doing it. It's kind it's kind of funny. I watched someone's sort of going back to Alan Wake one the other day, and they said it's the best six out of ten game they've ever played. And I'd say that's absolutely accurate for Alan Wake one for the original. Yeah, yeah. it's it was it was one of those. I think because because there was nothing quite like it. Yeah, and didn't have the production of like there wasn't many like high end production games on the Xbox three sixty. Um, with the like the mo like because Sony started to experiment with mocap quite a lot. Yeah. They'd had Uncharted two by this point, um, and I think Heavy Rain had just come out, and I think it was one of those like it stood out a bit, and I think people well, liked it. But the, the the quality of this is so much higher than Adam Wake one. Like it's yeah. it's top tier, brilliant game. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and you know uh, I would definitely say. And the other thing saying. It is a horror game. I don't think it's that actually scary, if you know what I mean. It's more of a suspense sort of thing. I, I don't know. Have you seen the patch they've just released? Oh, yeah. Apparently it's to stop the some of the jump scares and stuff, I think. Yeah. yeah. You can turn it down. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's... Yeah. Well, it, the more tension comes to the fact I never feel like I've got enough ammo. Yeah. <laughs> Which... It's true, whereas, yeah, we'll talk about another game later. Yeah, so my number four we talked about was Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Hodge, what was your number four? My number four, by sheer coincidence, is Pikmin 4. Hey! Ah, cool. Pikmin! <laughs> I have not yeah, it's, been it's... able to play this game, so I do apologise that it could have probably have been in my list. I will I will lend it to you when I finish it. Okay, I've, I've got, I've got it, it, I just haven't started. Uh, okay. It's like, it's like the perfect... Um, balance of the Pikmin formula it's like they finally like I wasn't who Pikmin 1 obviously does the whole stressful you've got so many days to finish thing yeah Pikmin 2 and 3 kind of go too far the other way um but yeah no it's kind of got the balance right like there's not there's some stress in certain bits but it's not overall you don't feel like it's hurrying you to finish the game you can take as long as you want to whereas I'm like 100%ing each area before I move on so it's taking me a while yeah it's got like a decent mystery at the heart of it the graphics are good the controls are all really good. It's perhaps a little bit easier than previous Pitman games, but I think because it can get quite chaotic, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing mm. to have Pikmin be a bit more relaxed. Yeah, that that's that actually sounds good to me, funnily enough. <laughs> I've never completed a Pikmin game. I always just under Okay. Yeah. I the only one the only one I haven't finished is one because I the end boss on one is just a complete pain in the ass. And because you have the <laughs> Day restrictions, you're not as able to sort of be like, mm. oh, I, I can rebuild from here. It's like, no, this is my one shot. and This, is <laughs> this thing's finished. a nightmare. It, it rolls over everything. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I think that's a bit difference as well, because Pikmin 4 has got more of a mystery to it that you're unraveling, and the locations are very different. Like, I mean, it's not a spoiler to listen to it in trailers, but by the end, like midway to the last maybe quarter, you wind up in a human house. Oh, okay. And that's then where a lot of the game takes place is in this house, which obviously leads to more questions about yeah Pikmin universe. Yeah, mm. <laughs> did did we wipe out the Pikmin? Where are the people? Are they, are they going to wipe us out? Yeah, maybe they were the thing that it's a post it's a post apocalyptic game. Yeah, well, it is. 
Yeah. <laughs> it clearly is, is the thing. But like, I do, and again, I, I will say this every time we bring Pikmin into anything, that Nintendo need to make them their mascots. Or at least put them in more things as like, like little Easter eggs or something. They should something. just be turning up in, they should just be turning up in things. Yeah. Like the fact when you did the 3DS transfer and they carried all your data to their ship. Yeah. They should be doing more of that. I agree with that. We should just be like bumbling around. I mean, me and Matt jokes that have you seen? Um, did you watch? A, have you seen that thing online, Kev? The um, their their current trailer for Pikmin Four, which is, uh, what have the Pikmin found? Right. No. Okay. It's like a. It's like a Matt found. It's like a close up of the Pikmin reacting to something. Mm. Like we all wander past the screen. We're like, oh, and they come up to the screen and they're looking at something, and then it shows a shot of something for like twenty seconds. And you try and work out what they found. It's like a super and we zoomed both agreed in. that they should, yeah. And we both agreed that like they should do four or five of these shorts, and then this is how they should announce the, the Super Nintendo Switch <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have they? How have they got this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just carrying it away. <laughs> no, come back. <laughs> hey, that's not ready yet. Do you know what would be a good way to end a Pikmin game? Go on. would be like, they just look up and then like you just hear the clicker sound. <laughs> like, what? You're like, what's happened here? Like, oh, fuck. And you have to like, shh, the Pikmin. That's uh, the crossover no one is asking for. <laughs> yes, Nintendo and... And then they have like... Um, the chairman of Nintendo and Herman Holtz on, on stage go, yes, we've decided to team up for Pikmin X Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> Where the Pikmin God. try to get revenge on someone and learn that revenge <laughs> is bad. <laughs> um, uh, Kev, what was your number four? Uh, you've already mentioned it. My number four is Spider-Man 2. Yay! Um, so yeah, it's a, like we said, it's a great Spider-Man story. Um, I think... Pacing is a slight issue. I think they, I feel like they missed a chunk of Harry's desperation. Yeah. Um, like you, you go from like genuinely charming scene to them together um, to the point that he's like angry that Peter's had a conversation with his dad and then like dying. And you, you sort of, you see most of that from, you see what's going on with Peter being invaded, like taken over by the suit. You don't really see what's going on with Harry as much. They, they seem to, skip over that um but yeah the story's great the gameplay is fantastic yeah like i like just the the combat everything swinging around everything just feels brilliant like you just could you know you could carry on playing this game over and over again you could just swing around the city the fact that you can basically like as a challenge to get a trophy of gliding from one end of the city to the other yeah it's like in some games that could be terrible and like one of the most frustrating things is like, no, this is Spider-Man. This is fun. Yes. Um, and the fact you can fast travel anywhere. Um, some of the best moments are the be- just the bits where you sort of get a feel for the city. I think we may have talked about the the pigeon bit. Yeah. Where there was a guy in the first game where you capture, captured his pigeons and he wants you to take his pigeons somewhere and it you've, turns out it's because he's, he's, he's dying. Yeah. And he, he wants to feel they're safe. And there's, there's lots of little bits like that. I really like the side quest line where Miles has to recover some musical instruments for a museum on jazz music. Yeah. And there's also yeah, a really mission good. from the point of view of the uh his uh death friend. Yeah. 
Um, so you, you play a mission you can't hear. So it, those bits are, fun, are brilliant. Um, my the, the criticism in this game is the fact I want more of it. I feel like there was a bit of criticism with Spider-Man 1, like, oh, there's too much to get the platinum. And I sort of agree that like having to do complete the incidental crimes in every region was a bit annoying because you had to sort of end up swinging around them, searching for them. Mm. But yeah, that I was quite kind, I kind of miss the... Like in the last game, they had these basically like combat arenas, but you'd start and you'd start out stealth and you'd get through level one and then you'd have to fight your way through two, three and four and five. And yeah, they were quite a challenge, but it really gave you a combat challenge throughout the game. You got to like use lots of skills that you'd bought. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. And sometimes you wouldn't do it. It's like, oh, I'll have to restart again. Yeah. But it's like the combat's so good that it makes sense. Like, oh, if I did this and I did this and I, you know, I use this gadget here, I'd do it. Um, and I just wish there was a bit more of that in this game. I feel they, yeah, so there was there was some people said, oh, I much prefer Miles because there's less of it. But it's like, well, I think there's a middle ground. Yeah. I think um, I would, I think there's just a little bit more, a little few more side quests because I think um, there, there was a lot more in Spider-Man 1. Uh, but just going back to the positive points, some of the set pieces are fantastic. Like the, the lizard chase and then the lizard fight. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, getting to control a certain character, that was cool. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, conflict over the black suit, that was great. Um, yeah, I it's, this game is fantastic. Yeah. I again, I think it's just yeah. Uh, it it, it uh, the thing is, I think we're what we're kind of in the moment. What we're doing is we're trying to justify why maybe these games Something's aren't higher up on our lists. Because yeah. <laughs> they're like pretty much like you said from like uh, this year, any all of these are bangers and well worth yeah. and well worth yeah. your time. I think um, it, it's it's harder this year because I, I feel like last year there was an obvious number one for me. Yes, as yeah. soon as I played it, it was like this. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like there's no obvious one, so it's how you differentiate between different things. Yeah, so. and it's also worth remembering. What was your number one last year, Kev? Sorry. What was your number one last year? Oh, God of War Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine was Elden Ring, I believe. I think yours has got a War Ragnarok mm. as well, Hodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. Um And it's also worth remembering, of course, to anyone listening, these are our lists and based on our tastes. So, yeah. Um, Hodge. Yeah, Street Fighter's not on my list, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Hodge, what is. Because obviously, if these were based on just how good actual games were. Everyone would have Puzzle Bubble. Every bubble is I mean, number one. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, uh, Hodge, what was your number four? He said it already. It was, oh, sorry. It was Pikmin four. Yeah. So I think he's sorry, mentioned sorry, sorry. the Kingdom is his number three as well. So, uh-huh, um, yeah. Yeah. so we'll talk- uh, do you want to say anything else about that, Hodge? No, not really. Okay. Um, all I can really say is I still haven't finished it. I've just spent a lot of time fast-assing around in the world and building giant chairs on wheels and then rolling them down into enemies while standing on top of them and occasionally falling off the chair and getting mullered by the chair. This feels like a specific kink. It did not go well. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Uh, I was trying to build like a contraption to roll down a hill on it. It just wound up being a giant chair. Not even a wheelchair, just like a giant chair where each of the four legs are on wheels. 
And it just it was uncontrollable and went very fast. Like a palanquin, basically. <laughs> which, which, to, to... Which, which sums up sums up what's great about this game. These these mental things that wind up being really funny. I, I, you weren't intending. You didn't set off you, with the intention of doing this thing. I, I did. Wasn't I, there a wasn't there a PlayStation game that was basically that? Was it Pain? Yes, was it was. It yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pain was more like Angry Birds, basically, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I do. I. I mean, also, a few things as funny as when you ride the glider and it suddenly disappears and you just plummet to your death. <laughs> <laughs> I think I specifically did not enjoy that bit. Um, Especially if there's a Korok attached to it as well. Well, well, well I was going to say, Korok torture <laughs> was very much in vogue <laughs> at, in March of 2023. The, yeah. <laughs> some of the contraptions people came up with to torture <laughs> Korok specifically. Korok on the Korok fire shine. Yeah, is exactly. What's, what's wrong with people? <laughs> I think... the, Korok, the crucified Korok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being dragged along by a phone. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because it was Easter, wasn't it? So they did. Yeah. Oh, my God. So bad. Nintendo, <laughs> like... We'll put this fun thing in where you can collect Koroks and you get a, like a slightly harmless thing for it. And then, like, no one will do anything wrong. It's like, immediately people are angry and just trying to torture them. He died for our sins. <laughs> oh. And all this is why it's number three. Right. Uh, oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Resident Evil 4. Uh, snap! Yay! <laughs> it's happening a bit too much. With yeah, uh, I, I don't think the rest of the list is going to go that way. I wouldn't have thought. All right. Um, yeah, Resident Evil Four. Like the thing is, I remember when Resident Evil Four came out on the GameCube, and was one of the best games ever made. And then it, they re-released it this year, and it's one of the best games ever made. It's like, okay, thanks for that. Like, that's <laughs> just that's just. Improve on perfection somehow. How have you done this, yeah, Capcom? Just to add, like this is a proper remake. Yeah. Like it's a complete ground. Like the, there are bits that are completely different to the original game. Like the only, you know, the A to B, the yeah. vibe of the environments, but it it is fundamentally different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's not like a a, a remake. Similar to Dead. Well, Dead Space is a remake of an original of the original game. Whereas this is a completely rebuilt game yes yeah they've taken everything that worked from the recent resident evil 2 um remake everything that worked from like resident evil 7 and 8 and they've put it in this and you know uh, it's astonishing and of course everything that worked from the original resident evil 4 there's Mm. there's nothing in resident evil 4 that you liked that is missing from this unless you're a weird sexist and you want him to just hit on underage girls all the time because that's missing. Sad, sad. I've got to inform you about that, you know. And even then, he still has cheesy action movie lines because he's a Leon S. Kennedy, and the yeah. S stands for strong. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, fa- it's a brilliant game. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's hard to talk about because I just want to talk about how good it is, which isn't you know uh, isn't enlightening. <laughs> So when so when I was so I was looking at like the the three that come before it they all have a flaw in some way yeah 
Uh, I don't think there's a flaw in this game, or what it is. No, um, it's pretty. It's the 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 one flaw I can think of is it my save got lost and then I had to replay like about five hours, but I didn't mind as much. Yeah, because this game's fantastic. So it was like, oh, okay, like some games that have been, oh, I'm not playing anymore. Whereas this is like, okay, that's really annoying. Oh, I'll, I'll carry on. Yeah. Um, like the 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 gameplay's been the, the balance of you always have just enough to get by, and there's points where you think I don't have enough, and I or I might have to just run or think of something else out. I think, but it escalates, and at all points like, oh, if I just do this, I'll I'll get through here, and I could just do this, and like, but it it feels like they they just know how to balance this perfectly. Yeah. I don't understand how. I think Last of Us does the same. Um, and it's just, it's a magic that not all games in this genre do. No. Um, like, you feel, oh, if I kill this one, I can just get some ammo and then I can get this one. And if I can do this, I can do this. And it's like, you you don't, it doesn't always work. The checkpointing's good, like, much better than it was in 2004 on this. Yeah. Um, so it feels like, well, if I fail here, I will have another chance um, and I'll, I'll do better next time. And uh, yeah, I, like, the, it's great. The, yeah. Uh, the, you, there's tension in parts, like when when you, have, you get one of the chainsaw things or like late in the game where you have the regenerators and I think they've even made it even better. Yeah. Like an even harder regenerator. Yeah, because they, they just kind yeah. of, I think in the original, to my recollection, you could down them and they'd be down mm. for a little while. Yeah. No, they just get up. They come in to get you. They are not stopping. You're... You've stopped them for a, a matter of seconds. You know what I mean, mm. and it's uh, you gotta get. They, they, I found them really, really chilling in this one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one bit later on where you can go fight a super regenerator yeah. for like a extra reward. And it's like, oh, do I do it? It's like, yeah, I'll give it a go, and it's really rewarding managing to do it. And I think I had to unload a lot of stuff against it, but it worked. Yeah, it was like, yes. Um, but I think earlier in that section, I had to fight two at times. Like I can't do this; they're they're too hard. I haven't got the you know I haven't got quite got the ammo to do this. I've just run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a well designed made game. Um, like I think you made a comment yesterday. It's like, what games would I replay now? If yeah. someone said you're going to replay a game, it's like I'll I'd replay Spider Man Two. I'd play again. Yeah. Resident Evil Three. Resident Evil Four. I'd play again. Yep. Easy. It's it's like, yeah, yeah, if you said you've got time, you can replay this game. Like, yeah, I will do that. This is great. Um, brilliant game. And like there's just little bits of quirky bits as well, which add to it, but yeah, the what are you buying man's back. Yes, the merchant. Yep. What are you buying? We'll sell it for a high price. Oh, I just <laughs> Yeah. It don't, and that's the thing, because it reward because you can get enough gems and like if you can attach gems to certain things you can make more money which means you get to upgrade more and like yeah the upgrades make sense but it's another game where you can go back on the upgrades yes. isn't it yeah so you can if you're saying oh i don't that, that wasn't the right way to go so like i can really completely rethink my arsenal that's really good i like when games do yeah. that because it means oh i've bought like you can't go oh i've bought this thing oh i fucked up and wasted a lot of money yeah now. you can just sell it back yeah yeah cool I, again, yeah, Resident Evil 4. Absolute genius game. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to talk about my number two. Uh, my number two is Baldur's Gate 3. 
It's same. The same again. <laughs> yeah. List bros. Um, so I, my caveat is I was thinking about this today and I almost put it off the list because I was like, I've only played it for like 20 hours. Yeah. And I thought, is that enough? Because I've heard it's much longer. Yeah. And I think potentially once I've played it all the way through, it's going to be my game of the year. But I was, I'm in an urine and I thought, I can't leave this off. If I don't leave, if I leave, if I don't leave this off, where, where would I put it currently? And that's, this is where I put it. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, um, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Potatoes. No, like, not factual. <laughs> um, ob- right. From an obje- objective standpoint, Baldur's Gate 3 is the best game released this year. From, like, just from an objective standpoint, in terms of everything it does, it does phenomenally well. Um, and that's its characters are mm-hmm. interesting. They're all they've all got really great backstories. They're all like I mean, it's that thing of uh, create your D and D character, and everyone's got a super interesting D and D character. Not just oh, my parents were killed by goblins. It's all like you know, you got the vampire elf who's fantastic. Experiences, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, shit on my experience. Shit on their experiences. That was a traumatic event for them. <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, you mean the, the the character who just got killed by goblins? All right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that was that was upsetting. Um, Harsh words. But you know, um, you got the the Matt's out. Matt's out of immigration office. Oh, your family died in the war, did they? <laughs> Try again. More originality, please. <laughs> Next. I'm not saying I wouldn't let them into the country, Hodge. I'm just saying I wouldn't necessarily want to play them for a hundred plus hours of RPG. <laughs> um, uh, you've got the, the, the next one comes in. Matt's like, "This is gold." I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting through this list, am I? I just. You're the basis for my next character. Sorry, I've got. To, I've got to make hay while my connection works. <laughs> so what? What you're doing is slowing everything down yeah. to a ridiculous yeah. degree while Matt's talking. Uh, so you got, you know, you got Astaria the vampire who is absolutely brilliant and probably the best one of the best video game characters in the last few years. You've got Karlak, who is the uh, the woman who literally has an engine where her heart should be, which is really cool. She's got the deep... I, have I missed Karlak? Oh, you need to find Karlak. Karlak is best girl. Okay. Um, right. Uh, and then you've got, like, you know, they're, they're all really fun and interesting characters apart from Will, who can fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like Will. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> met Will either. Dick. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, you've got Gale who needs to eat magic items, otherwise problems. I haven't met her either. Oh no, that's a, that's a bloke. He's a wizard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've met him. You need to go to the beach, buddy, and look around. <laughs> I did go back, but I can. I've never gone. Right, I'll, I'll. If there's a weird portal, have a look into it. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's uh, and, and you know, so the, it's got all those characters and. The, the most important thing is the way you solve problems. The fact that you can... Pr- like, I found it very difficult to try a thing and the game not go, yeah, that's fine, you can try that. Like, you you know... Yeah, you have, you have to rethink how you do video games. And it took yeah. me a while in that... Like, oh, well, this, this, must be, this must be the solution because this is the only thing. It's like, no, no, you, you, you've got multiple solutions depending on what you are. Yeah. You... Like, if you want to give that a go, give it a go. 
I think I'll give this a go when the physical version releases. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and like, generally, like, everything seems to have a consequence and you have to sort of treat it as such. Like, having a conversation, it's like, how do I approach this? Like, in other games, like, well, there'll be a good outcome and a bad outcome and it'd probably be this. It's like, no, no, this is, there'll be an outcome. You can try this, you can try this, you can try this. It's completely dynamic. Yeah. Um, like I, I, there was a bit where there was someone trapped in a cave in and I was, I went to have a look for a way to release them. And then I ran out, basically was struggling for health. So I was like, I'll have a, go back to camp and have a long rest. And I came back and everyone was dead. Yeah. Because yeah. like, what's happened here? Like yeah. everyone's dead. Yep. Like, oh, and, and a bit last night. I was like, oh, uh, here's, here's a lantern. Oh, and uh, this will help you for the dark areas. But there was a pixie in it going. Uh, this is actually just torturing me to make me work. It's like I don't know what to do here because this is useful, but I feel bad. So. I'll release you and it's like oh I got something out of that thank you yeah. but there was always the temptation it's like no uh, this is useful so I, you, you're staying in the torture land to... <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's, it's generally like I don't know what to do sometimes so it's 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 good in that like anything is possible yeah no, it's, it's, it's a different choice based video game isn't it yeah it really is not, I mean like yeah the thing is that you know uh, there are moments where the obvious thing to do is not always the best thing to do. Mm. Like you know that sometimes you know I, I, there's good parts of the game where you have to pretend or uh, sorry you don't have to pretend. I did. I pretended to be a bad guy, and you know that. But there, the option was there. If I wanted to, I could just become a bad guy. And apparently, like. There are whole new companions that you get if you decide to do that. Like what? Like you know, um, the the main companions <laughs> that everyone knows about don't always have to hang around. You could become, you could basically join the baddies, and the baddies in the game become your become your companions. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like that's that's kind of insane for that to for that to happen. Um, uh, I, you know that. It, the fact that it gives you so many different um, uh, ways of solving problems, you know, the fact that you can talk to, like, you literally talk to every animal in the game if you've got a spell to do so. I, <laughs> like, I solved a puzzle by having a conversation with an ox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then they we got into a fight, and then they helped me the fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I these people would be to fight with the ox then. No, no, these people were like whipping these things to like get into destroy a cave and I just had a like nice calm conversation with them and then they were like yeah yeah we'll, right, we'll do it and as soon as they did it the, these Duragar attacked us yeah um, because they were like well we want the treasure and then the ox was like no they were helpful they were nice we're going to get you it's like <laughs> yay <laughs> so you know uh, it's it's so weird that the game like that the game reacts to how you play as it mm. should react if you see what i mean mm. um and that's that's what its big strength is 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 not that it's 
So it's it's not like Skyrim where you put a bucket on someone's head and then you run around and steal things. It's like, ha-ha, creativity. It's like, no, 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 no. If you put a bucket on someone's head, they will comment, what the fuck do you think you're doing and putting a bucket well, on my head? You know, it's... Probably attack you. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, because you put a then, bucket on like, their head. If you're in a peaceful like bar or something, pub or inn, yeah. uh, and you go around attacking people, you'll probably get the law involved. You probably have to fight your way out. And it's like, there's a consequence of Mate, things you what do. what is your malfunction? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you you can't just... Like, you can go in guns basically, but there'll be consequences. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... You know, it, it's... It's so staggering. And that's, and that's just talking about how, like... That doesn't even go into your, like, what you can do with yourself, how you can customise your class, mm. um, your race, your appearance, all that kind of jazz as well. Like, the, and the fact that it gives you pretty much every D&D spell and stuff to work with. They're not all going to be, they're not all useful, but they're all there. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's, and then you've got the mind flayer powers and stuff like that. It's, it's... Un- again, people have sort which, of which I've been reluctant. Yeah, there's a there's a choice in like, do you eat these mind worms and gain more power? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I generally uh, again, I, I've I don't know what's going on. I've, I've taken a couple, and it's like consequences. Like, are there consequences? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there will there be. Probably will be. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go go through it. And apparently, there's even like. Basically, there's another game mode, which is like Dark Urge, which is like, you you know, sometimes your character loses control and shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's... It's... For, for you know, again, for a, a studio like Larian to release this and for it to be as good as it is. And it's also worth saying, I, I've not seen a single bug the entire time playing it. I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. I've not... I've... I've you know, I've ne- not had any issues that way at all. The only, yeah, my only issue with the game is that I would say the combat feels a little bit too difficult to at the very start. I would say, um, but that that might just be my dice rolls. <laughs> I don't know um, uh, because it is all it is all based on dice rolls and stuff. But I mean, there was a bit I managed to convince a mad doctor to. Co- apply surgery to himself and he killed himself and I was like what the fuck is this game what's this I logic, game I logic uh, I logic just killed a gold monster yeah yesterday uh, there's a gold monster who was like wants to be fed gold and I actually like persuaded them to like in a, in a like a traditional Star Trek logic trap and it just exploded <laughs> so, I didn't think that would happen I just wanted to get past without fighting you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like being a, a pedantic dickhead can be a superpower in this game. Basically, it's fucking great. You just go. For... Uh, I've got yeah, I've got high persuasion, so it's like that. Yeah. That's the way I'll go in on something. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of go. Well, you, well, you're wrong, and I can prove it by doing this. So, so what? It's so good. Um, Hodge, what was your number two? My number two was Jedi Survivor. I have nothing more to add to this. We've covered this okay. exhaustively. What? <laughs> do you want to do your number one? Because in case your connection. Yeah, my number one was Spider-Man Two. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think. I think there was nothing. Nowhere else 
left to go. I was... No, but I, I, I was kind of like, have you left it out? And I was like... No, I've, you... I've, got, I've got some issues with it, like it's pacing and stuff, but it was, you know, what's there is great. Yep. I think that's fair. The, the year pace, hodge, pacing, hodge... Pacing issues aren't enough to, aren't enough to derail that. We were, uh, we were expecting Pix, Sonic Hodge Superstars. Sony, yeah, HodgePix is Sony exclusive <laughs> over a Zelda game. Cool. Um, Kev, what was your number one? Uh, you've already mentioned it. It's Final Fantasy 16. Okay, yeah. And again, I think with the caveat, I do think potentially Baldur's Gate 3 would probably be my number one in maybe a month's time. But at the moment, all the games I've finished, this is my favourite. Mm. Um, I don't have the issues with the combat that you do. I, For years, when Final Fantasy started moving away from turn-based to the more action-based, and they never got it right, really. Yeah. And in this one, they were just like, let's have a let's have an action-based combat system. It's like, yes, a combat system that's good, like that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, like like you said, the the acting in it and the, the voice like Sid breakout character. Oh yeah. Um in this game, like basically Sean Bean, but But played from the charisma. guy who tells you what Friday nights on Davy's gonna look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um yes. Um yeah, all, all the characters really well done, really well realised. Um, I The only misstep is I think they dropped the bearer storyline a little bit yeah. in the final act of the film, of the film, of the game. Um, but that's that was quite a compelling thing about the way that people in this world treat people who can, can use magic. Um, the world is really well realised. I think every game should have this feature where at any point in a cutscene or a conversation... You can check. It gives you a bit of information about what's going on. Yeah. So if you haven't played the game for a week, it's like, oh, I, I, what was this, or who's this character? It's like, oh, no, no, this, that's this person. This relates to this. This relates to this. Yeah. And all right, you're deliberately saying there may be a bit of confusing. You, 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 sometimes it's hardest to join the dots, which I didn't really find too hard because I think this game sort of directly appeals to my oh, I like medieval history. Yeah. Like ba- medieval battles. Like this is, you know. All these kingdoms like fighting for certain resources in a, a medieval world, which just happens to have like these weapons of mass destruction called uh, icons. Yeah. So, um, and that that's the way the world is set up. So there's dwindling resources. There's this thing that's coming in that's sort of sucking up all the um, uh, livable land, and they're all fighting over control of these crystals, which make magic. And that's the setup. And you're like the the sort of the screw job at the start and what that sets up is really good. Um, like, I think probably what tips us over the edge is no game has any epic moments like this game. Yeah. This year. I'd agree like, with that. Yeah. You are, you are giant icons fighting in space. Yeah. In a few of the battles. It's like, what is this? Why is this so good? Like, this is the, I, I I think you go back to final, the original Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation One, where the first time you saw a weapon, yeah, rise up out the sea, and like that felt like, oh, this is incredible. I can't, games aren't going to look as good as this, and obviously the, the, the now looks ridiculous, but um, like this felt like that for this age, like oh, it's Bahamut versus Ifrit in space, yeah. Um, and it's every bit as epic, epic as it should be. And these are fights. You are fighting this. Like some bits come as QTEs, but like generally not this is it's an actual fight. There's a there's a bomb fight that takes place where one of the icons has actually ripped a hole in the sea. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there's the you're fighting on the sea floor where the waves have been oh, because this, this one character's sword is so powerful it's actually disrupted the waves for yeah. um some time. And it, um, it, the bit I I, I kind of love that because it's like the two sides of the sea are like I don't know what to do. It's yeah, like we just carry on flowing. <laughs> yeah, we don't know where I'm flowing to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I, I this game is brilliant. Yeah, it's the best Final Fantasy since ten. Yeah, I think um, the best single player. I'd say I think you could make an argument for fourteen. Um, even. Could you say it's better than ten? I think it possibly you could say it's better than ten. I think it's a more well realized world. Um, you know, this feels like this is a world at this level of technology where these things exist that people, you know, people fight battles with giant summons. Yes. And the you know, each side seems to have one each, and then that balance of power gets ripped away, and it makes things complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think so, there's been some criticism of the side quests, and I think at first they seem a bit pointless, but they actually do lead on to stuff as you go along. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be about the world buildings, like there's side quests where the bearers are executed, and um, the like. there's kind of a secret police that just kills all magic users on the orders of your mum. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is dark. Um, yeah, I, I, think it's, I can't recommend this game enough, but I think... I can understand if others might be reluctant, but I think it's the least JRPG Final Fantasy game. So if that's what worries you, Hodge, I think you'd enjoy it. It's, and yeah, I think the combat's good. It's not amazing, but I feel like the boss battles feel really Oh, the cool. boss battles are, are excellent. I think yeah. it was more, to me, it was more, like I sort of said, my one criticism is, it's more about when you're facing like smaller enemies. Like I, I think some some of that, could have been a bit more interesting and sometimes it's like ah oh, mm. they've just got larger health pools and so that that again that was just my I, my, my criticism i don't know because there was just the there's one of the ifrit abilities where you can basically just like set on fire everyone within range of you and that seems to clear up things really quickly <laughs> yeah but yeah so yeah um and then you just got to wait for that you know you just got to attack things with other things while that recharges i mean the the slickness of so you you switch between like elemental powers basically you can do it on the fly yeah and you pick three and it works really well I think um, it's not as, it's not as complex as something like a Devil May Cry no but I think it would have been hard to make a whole whole make a make and balance a whole game like that but it's that's true I think that's probably what I was kind of looking for was something a bit more or well well not that I was looking for but you know what I mean something that I would have appreciated a bit more. Was something a bit more like Devil May Cry or like Bayonetta, yeah. um, and, and again, it's... it does open up a little bit towards the end. But you know, there's a long period of time where it's like you've got yeah. the one weapon and the one sword and the one set of moves, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. It's I think it's eighty percent of the way there, and I think for yeah. me that's good enough for a sixty-hour RPG game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you can you can make a combat system that's eighty percent of like one of the best combat systems ever made, then you. I'm happy with that for a for an RPG where you're not doing that for all the time. Yeah. Cool. Um, Take us home, Wynn. Uh, okay, so uh, this might not come as a surprise to anyone, um, but my number one game of the year, Street Fighter VI. Um, I, I, I don't know if... How to put this, right? So Street Fighter VI is basically the single best fighting game that's been released in about 20 years on release. Okay. So uh, 
kind of into the modern era, Street Fighter 4 kind of kicked it off where we finally had, you know, uh, internet play so people could actually play each other competitively online and stuff like that. Um, Street Fighter 5 was a misstep because it basically launched with about eight characters, no arcade mode, nothing, if you know what I mean. So it was it was literally for it was literally released way too early and was a bit boring basically all every like everyone who played Ryu for example played Ryu in exactly the same way because that's all that the game systems would allow what street fighter 6 has done is okay it's released in the most polished state it possibly could have been with a full roster of characters um it's released with uh, a full world tour mode. Uh, the world tour mode, okay, not great for me, but for someone who wants to learn fighting games, it's perfect. Um, and and very silly. You get to beat up a lot of fridges for reasons. Um, and there's lots of fun fun little moans on it. I, I recently completed it. I would say, uh, you know, like I say, for me, probably not that exciting, but it also has an ar- like regular old arcade mode. Um, it has uh, modern controls that help anyone pick up the game and start playing it. It has some of the best learning modes of a fighting game that's ever been put out, including things like a proper frame tracker so you can understand frame data beta better. It's got the most, like you know, some of the best access tools in a fighting game that's ever had, including like uh, audio and visual cues so that you can understand where you're hitting people and stuff like this. And other than that, it it has the some of the best netcode of any fighting game, which means that playing someone is pretty much identical to when like to having them sat next to you, which is probably the most important thing on a like on a game like this. And to have all of that in the vanilla release of a fighting game uh, is is absolutely staggering. Um, Street Fighter 6 is one of the biggest achievements Capcom have ever done. It's, and I, and I know I'm coming at it from the point of view of a fighting game person, and it's a it's a niche, you know, um, niche uh, genre. But Jesus Christ, the, the only thing that's sort of come close to it uh, is is funnily enough just happened Tekken 8. Because that's got and, and that because that's taken all of its cues from Street Fighter Six about what you need in the fighting game um, to get to get new people in it. Um, it's it, it's amazing that this like uh, it, that it, re- it released in the state that it did um, in the way that it did that they made it ex- accessible to everyone. They've kind of done the thing like so I said in other episodes of we want everyone to come and play in our pool effectively and. Yeah, it's been, it's been the biggest selling Street Fighter game ever, which when you consider how many of those there have been and how long some of those have been around is astonishing. Um yeah, and, and again they've they've done the uh, the you know, they've made the competitive scene incredibly engaging by, you know, the systems have allowed for player expression. Um what that means is basically is that if you see two people playing the same character they're not necessarily going to play in exactly the same way um so you know um which is incredibly important for diversity and stuff of like people playing um and they've put the money where their mouth is in terms of a competitive scene 
So in the next couple of weeks, they've got Capcom Cup coming up, which is a $1 million prize pool, which is unheard of in fighting games, really, for this. So they're like, you know, they, they've they thrown everything they can at this game, at Street Fighter VI, and everything has worked. You know, there are niggles and complaints about yeah. the game, some characters being more powerful, but that's sort of expected, and every, like, everything that they've done has been pretty much the right decision for this game. And, uh, you know, I... I've been playing Tekken 8. I've been playing Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy Rising. I keep coming back to Street Fighter 6. I keep coming back to I've put more time into it than anything else I've played this year. Um, it's just, you know, it is my game of the year. Um, so there we go. You know, it's awesome. a bit of a bit of a, 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 a gush there. But, you know, it's I think it's deserved. I think when you put out a product of this quality... You deserve people to, you know, to sort of stand up and, and say, yeah, this is absolutely worth anyone's time, I would say. Um, so, I while you've been talking, yep. I have been listening. I've been totting, doing some totting up. Yep. So we're a cumulative uh, top 10. Ah, okay. So I'll go in, I'll go in, revert, well, I'll go in, start from 10. So number 10 is Bamber. Number nine is Robocop. Okay. Number eight is Pikmin. And number seven is Street Fighter Six. And then there's a three-way tie for number six, and that's between Mario Wonder, Jedi Survivor, Alan Wake 2. Then number five is Final Fantasy 16. Number four is Resident Evil 4. Number three is Baldur's Gate 3. Two is Tears of the Kingdom, ah. and then one is Spider Man Two. So our our cumulative <laughs> game of the year is Spider Man Two. Yeah, Tears, uh, Spider Man Two, Tears of the Kingdom, and Mario Brothers Wonder the only three that we all picked. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. That makes sense. Awesome. I genuinely thought it'd be Tears of the Kingdom. I thought, I thought I'd be <laughs> shouted at for putting it number six. No, 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 no. I uh, again, I think. You know, if we were talking about objective lists, Tears of the Kingdom would still probably be number two. Um, in my again, uh, my lack of but my lack of playing Baldur's Gate would push it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because objectively, of, I think Zelda's a better game than Spider Man. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, mm. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, if we're doing objectively, then yeah, it probably would have come up as Breath of the Kingdom as Tears of the Kingdom. Objectively, Puzzle Bobble is the best game. <laughs> this, this gameplay has lasted for 40 years. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Unchanged. <laughs> the thing is, though, do you not ever get to what we sometimes just want to play something where it's just about the gameplay? And that's for me where something like Puzzle Bobble comes in. That's literally why I've picked Street Fighter VI. Because, <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Touche. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did consider putting the Mario Kart DLC in. I considered but... that. Yeah, I just thought maybe you shouldn't. I still haven't played like the last <laughs> two packs. Um, okay, did, did right. we want to talk about any honourable mentions? Because I've got a couple of honourable mentions. I think we probably should have done the, that. The only one I wanted to mention is uh, I I was tempted to put Advance Wars 1 and 2 re, uh, re- whatever it's called. Reboot Cam, um, yeah. But yeah. Reboot Cam. But... Um, I, I thought the problem is it's not enough of a remake. Like it is basically, 
I felt like, yeah, the, the graphics are completely overhauled and all that, but it just feels it is the same maps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I felt, I, that's why I picked Hogwarts Legacy over it, because at least I felt that's something new. I think the, the, other, the only other games I played were mobile games. I didn't want to put them in so I didn't enjoy them. I um yeah. I'll give a shout out to Storyteller because it's a very unique little game. I think you've told me about if this and I can't that. quite remember what it was. It basically you're given like almost like a comic strip and told to get to an end result using a series of characters and events. That's right. And if you it's now on um Netflix games, so there's no excuse not to give it a go. Does it play okay? Does it play okay? Because I, I played Valiant Hearts 2 on Netflix games. It's like, this oh, I just can't deal with. It's, it's, it's all built around touch. I've got it on the yeah. Switch. It's all built around touch. So I imagine it yeah. works really well on mobile. Because yeah. I also started um, Before Your Eyes. Because I've heard like the VR version of it is very good. It's like, oh, okay, I try the mobile version. It's like... Um, so I have to like have your phone in front of like to try and get like certain things to look yeah. a certain way. It's like this is just dumb. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's me. Or just... map. Sorry, Kev, what were you just going to say there? I will. Bro. No, maybe it's just me not Sorry. really liking mobile gaming. Um, yeah. But... Um, I was just going to say the um, my, my honourable mentions. I think I had uh, Jedi Survivor on there and uh, the Dead Space remake. Um, the the one I sort of umdenard about putting as my number 10 but couldn't really justify it was bolt gun uh which is a uh boomer shooter throwback uh set in the warhammer 40,000 universe and oh, okay the thing is uh when i initially bought this uh i bought it on P- on steam for quite cheap and then i didn't play it and then i got my steam deck and holy crap this game was made for steam deck like it just you know a little little sort of you know uh throwback looking doom sort of looking uh shooter game i uh, with you know an actual chat like i bl- i blasted through this when i first got my steam deck <laughs> i was like having so much fun um it's it's really good and really fun. I, you don't really need to know anything about Warhammer to get into it. You just shoot things, so you don't need to worry about that. I, I'd recommend if you see it on the cheap or on a PS Plus or something, maybe maybe give it a try. But it was re- it was really fun for what it was, and uh, I, I certainly appreciated it. Like you know, you do feel like a chonky space marine, and your armor is called contempt, which is the most forty k thing I've ever heard. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so that was my honourable mention. Cool. Yeah. Right, I think I'll wrap up. Um, that will do us then for 2023. Uh, and as we say goodbye to 2023, we say hello to 2024 and beg it to stop kicking us relentlessly in our testicles. See you in hell, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Hell is forever. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, I've been Matthew Wynn. I've been joined by Kevin Jones. Byzies. And by Chris Hodgkinson. Byzeroozies. Thank you, everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you've enjoyed this, please check out the Culture Chronicles by our friend Khan. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>